Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined, as always, by my trusted colleague, Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. Wes, it's just a few days away now. The 2021 season opener, Week 1, Packers-Saints from Jacksonville, Florida. It will be a 3.25 p.m. Central Time kickoff. Our last show here before the season gets underway, so we might as well start off, dive right into it, keys to victory. Offensive side of the ball, what stands out to you? Protect Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that, that's the biggest key. And it's going to be a key here, Mike, for the first month of the season. No question about that. Very quite likely. Although it seems like we've kind of broken the, the secret a little bit, even though Matt LaFleur said he didn't want to see who the starters were on the offensive line. Right. It's kind of the worst-kept secret now, and it is Josh Myers, <laughs> and it's probably going to be Royce Newman at right guard. But this is an important game for both of those guys because you have to imagine Dennis Allen and the Saints, those edge rushers, they're going to throw a lot at them. They're going to run some stunts. There's going to be games. You maybe see Demario Davis blitzing. There's going to be a lot of stuff that they want to do to throw them off, especially early on because you want to see what these guys are going to be able to give you. And for the Green Bay Packers perspective, you have to be ready for that. And it's not just on those two guys. It's going to be on Matt LaFleur with the play calling. It's going to be with Aaron Rodgers and his checks. It's going to be on Aaron Jones potentially being able to step up and block a free rusher. It needs it to be a team effort. And quite honestly, those first 10, 15 scripted plays, seeing what the Packers dial up to make life easy for those rookies and allow them to get comfortable in this offense. Well, and let's be honest here too, with David Bakhtiari out for a minimum of the first six weeks of the season and the Packers going with this, I guess you'd call it kind of a revamped offensive line with Elton Jenkins at left tackle. You mentioned the two rookie starters on the interior. If you don't want the first six, seven, eight opponents, however many it's going to be, to uh, you know to attack you in that way, you're going to have to handle the blitzes. You're going to have to handle all the stunts in the games. Aaron Rodgers will have to make defenses pay for trying to do that kind of stuff. And this this opener is what will set the tone for that in a sense. Now that's not yeah. to say, obviously, with any team, any offense, any phase of anybody's game. The first game of the season does not define who you are for the next 16 after right. that, right? I mean, there will be evolution. There will be uh, progress and improvement, especially with young players. But the Packers can, the Packers can kind of put the, the kibosh, so to speak, from the beginning here on teams that just, just are going to think, oh, they've got two rookie starters on the interior. Let's do everything we can yep. to mess them up. Well, Aaron Rodgers is going to have some counters for that. He's going to have some answers, and I think we'll see, uh, we'll get a good idea of what those answers are when those situations present themselves if, on if Sunday. There, if there's ever a quarterback in the league that's going to know where his hot reads are in those type of things, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. And to be honest, I wrote this in our insider inbox, the fact that this game's not in the Superdome is going to be huge uh, for everybody on the offensive line. No question. No matter how loud it gets at TIAA Bank Field, it's not going to compare to the noise pollution that you're dealing with uh, in that venue. And, and let's just make a point, too, because and I don't know if we'll veer into it too much in today's discussion, but Aaron Rodgers was very complimentary on Wednesday about Matt LaFleur, how he's grown as a leader, how he's grown as a play caller. The way they've evolved this offense, so it's not just the same thing every single time. All due respect to Mike McCarthy. Fantastic offensive mind, a lot of success in Green Bay. This offense is different than when McCarthy was here. They are going to be able to dial some things up to get the ball out faster. They're not going to be relying on plays developing downfield. 
that's where I think the key is going to be these opening weeks for the offensive line. It's going to be in what Matt LaFleur does, what Nathaniel Hackett dials up, and to your point, the checks that Aaron Rodgers making, the reads that he's making, to make sure that this offense is able to get into a rhythm and get off to the fast start, Mike, that they were able to do in 2021. Yes, certainly. Last last season, the Packers came out of the gates uh, like gangbusters on offense. The other thing, too, is, okay, you can't necessarily count on things carrying over, obviously, from one season to the next, but... You go into a season opener like this coming off of the year the Packers had, there are certain things you're going to want to hang your hat on, right? The Packers were the best team in the NFC, second in the NFL last year in third down efficiency. They were the best team in the league with a historically great red zone efficiency, converting touchdowns. Those are the kinds of things that you want to see continue. And when I asked Rodgers about that in his uh, press conference after practice on Wednesday, he said, uh, he said, hey, I want these guys, meaning the coaches, to keep coming up with this new and creative stuff on third down in the red zone. He talked about how third down is kind of Luke Getze's um, specific area in terms of the game plan, uh, the quarterback's coach and, and now passing game coordinator. And then the red zone or gold zone is, is, uh, is Coach Hackett. So, um, you know, Aaron's like, hey, keep, keep dialing it up, keep getting creative. They, you know, you don't necessarily reinvent the wheel every time, but you do the tweaks and the adjustments. You make things look a little bit different. And, and uh, I sense a quarterback, you know, I wrote about it on the website of how much he and Devontae Adams really like the, the vibe of this 2021 Packers team. But Aaron Rodgers, just in, in, in his demeanor and his words and, and, and the way the way he speaks about this team right now and, and personally, he just he strikes me as a guy who is ready to go and he's he's telling the coaches, Hey, call whatever you want in that helmet. Let's go. Let's yeah. go get this thing. And they have the horses to do it, right? I mean, Matt LaFleur and and Rogers at different intervals of the day on Wednesday were basically to a point of listing off all these weapons that they can go to. Yeah. Whether it is Devontae Adams, a four time Pro Bowler now, whether it is Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon who have had a lot of success down there. Marquez Valdez Scantling. And then as I think it was was it Rodgers or LaFleur, one of them said even and I didn't even get to the running backs yet. <laughs> I mean, th- there's just a bevy of options there and I think that's where the brilliance lies with where Green Bay succeeded last year in the gold zone was that there was a lot of creativity, but it wasn't just one guy either. There was a multitude of players that stepped up in that area and Green Bay is going to need that again cuz this game Mike the Saints are an interesting defense. Dennis Allen's a brilliant you know, defensive mind. I was commending him on our last show. But they have pockets of playmakers in this defense, whether it's Davenport, whether it's Cam Jordan, obviously Marshawn Lattimore. You can go, the list goes on and on. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins has been doing this forever. But there are holes there. I mean, you look at their defensive tackle situation. I mean, Chris Ringo, love the guy. Amazing dude. Yeah. But he wasn't in the National Football League last year, and now he's slated to be their, their starting you know, defensive tackle. We heard about the issues at cornerback beyond Lattimore. They're going to throw a lot at them, but the Packers need to be able to weather that storm early because I feel like from a depth perspective, that could really propel them there in the second half. Yeah, the Saints did make a, uh, a trade essentially for a starting corner. They picked up Bradley Roby from the Houston Texans. He won't be playing right. on Sunday against the Packers, but uh, but they, they are still putting in some work on that defense. And <clears throat> With regard to the red zone, 
when you have a guy like Devontae Adams who ties a franchise record with 18 touchdown receptions, and yet that same year you have another guy who still reaches double digits in yes. touchdown catches in Robert Tunyon with 11 last year, that says something to, to your point about uh, about just the options that uh, that Coach Hackett and Aaron Rodgers and everybody has down there in that area. Um, some shout-outs to the sponsors here, Wes. Sirius like XM that. NFL Radio delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24-7. 365. And at Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone, like our Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, golden fries, and creamy shakes, all paired with your favorite sub or sub in a bowl. Cousin Subs, we believe in better. All right. Defensive side of the ball, keys to victory. I have a feeling what you're going to say here. Go ahead. You got to stop Elvin Kamara. <laughs> you think? Maybe. And, and maybe and maybe this guy came out in our pre-production uh, meeting where he asked me about the offense and what the Packers have to do offensively, and I still mentioned Elvin Kamara. Because <laughs> you go back to last year, Mike, 13 catches on 14 targets, two touchdowns, 139 yards receiving, not even talking about what he did as a runner. Kamara's dynamic. And, and when they don't have Michael Thomas, he's become the lead guy. Doesn't matter if he's carrying the ball. Doesn't matter if he's catching the ball. Well, and now they released Latavius Murray as yeah. well, who was was thought to essentially be the number two or one A running back in 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 terms of the ground attack. I think yeah. there's just even that much more focus on Kamara now. And, and Ty Montgomery's back at receiver for them. So I mean, they, like this is the guy. Like this isn't the, you know, Pierre Thomas years where you got all these different, you know, you know, Reggie Bush. You have these different running backs. They the the mindset's kind of shifted now. It's it's there's one horse that that they roll with in this race and rightfully so I, I i mean i don't know if i've seen a guy that 2017 draft class is going to go down as an all-timer as far as the running back position is concerned yeah aaron jones and jamal williams contributing to that but kamara as a dual threat it, it's like you built him in a lab in that that's the guy that is absolutely perfect for sean payton's offense and what they want to execute now drew Brees relied on him a lot it's going to be interesting to see what Jameis Winston does with them, but, I mean, he, he's the guy. And if they're going to have success against Green Bay and be able to move the ball against this defense and chip away against what they want to do and get some of the pressure off of Winston, it has to start with Kamara. And from Green Bay's perspective, you have to find a counter to that. Yeah. isn't Not, not to get too far off track here from Sunday's game, but isn't that amazing, the 2017 running back class that you have Kamara, who is a star in this league, was a third-round draft pick, yep. and then Aaron Jones, another star and a Pro Bowler, was a fifth-round pick from that from that class. Chris and Carson those, was those, a those guys are two of the premier backs yeah. in the NFL right now. It's yeah. it's a uh, it's rather remarkable. But Insane. you said it with regard to the with regard to the onus that is on Jameis Winston here to to take Sean Payton's offense and as best you can in taking over for a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees to hope that it doesn't skip a beat so to speak and that and that they can still be the uh the high-powered offense that they've been for so many years and Matt LaFleur said it you know Jameis Winston has a big time arm he is going to try to push the ball down the field the Packers certainly have to be ready for that that's also one of the reasons that Jameis Winston has thrown a lot of interceptions in his career because he will try to push the ball downfield he will try to to make some big things happen and I know I'm kind of getting beat up in Insider Inbox a little bit with regard to my comment about Winston and, and, and his scrambling, that the Packers have to be ready for him to take yeah. off and run. Look, I'm, I'm not trying to make the point 
that Jameis Winston is a running quarterback, that he's like Lamar Jackson or something like that. But look at Winston's stats throughout the course yes. of, of his career. He has a good handful, five, six, seven games where he's had 40, 50, 55 rushing yards in a game. My point is that even if he only has, gets 25 rushing yards, so to speak, that right there could be two or three first downs in a game that Winston gets with his legs that in a way that Drew Brees would not get the first down that way. Yes. That's the point I'm trying to make, that it's just a little bit of an added element that the Packers have to be ready for, along with that strong arm, um, that uh, that will, will change things in terms of how you defend the New Orleans Saints. Without question, and Marv, if you're back there, put the Mike Spofford, let's be real moment of the week, lower <laughs> third on the screen. Don't overthink this. Yeah. You're going from seeing Drew Brees, which is, hey, can you get to him in less than two seconds or he's going to get the ball out from the pocket? Yeah, you talk about quick release and timing and, and everything else. I mean, Drew Brees was a master. Maybe the best you know, ever in terms of that aspect of the quarterback position. To now you're shifting to Winston, who has a million-dollar arm, can, can create if he needs to when the play breaks down. And I think historically, if you look at him, that tends to be where his escape, his, his release, every, everything has helped him from the turnover perspective, when he is able to, to look downfield and just make something with, happen with his legs. Oh, and then, by the way, you still have the curveball of Taysom Hill in there as well. Yeah, yeah. My big point all week is I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know exactly where this is all going to shuffle out. Maybe the Packers get two picks early on Winston. They get the ball rolling well in their direction. But the New Orleans Saints that the Packers have basically been preparing for for the last 10 years – that's gone. You have a much different backfield that they're going to have to prepare for that you haven't quite seen. Yeah. Fortunately for Green Bay, they've had success against Taysom Hill, but Jameis Winston, they've only played him once. 2017, I believe it was. This is, this is a new type of challenge. And he came in here and won that year too, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it's interesting that with Winston's track record with the interceptions and whatnot that, that have plagued him, during his career that this becomes the first game for the Packers with new defensive coordinator Joe Barry because one of the reasons that Matt LaFleur changed defensive coordinators is he wants to take the football away more. He wants a defense that is going to generate more turnovers. The Packers led the league last year in fewest giveaways on offense with only 11, yet they finished the regular season only plus 7 in turnover margin, which is a very modest plus number on that side when you have the fewest giveaways in the league. 18 takeaways was in like the bottom third of the league in terms of takeaways defensively. The Packers want to ratchet that up this year. That's one of the tasks that 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 uh, that is a high priority for Joe Barry with this defense. If those opportunities present themselves, they have to take advantage. But also, I think we're going to see a Packers defense that's going to try to force the issue a little yep. more, try to force some of those mistakes, particularly from a quarterback with a track record like Winston. Well, you just think of all the bells and whistles this defense has too, right? Whether it's the outside pass rush, three guys who are all bona fide starter quality players in this league. I think Rashawn Gary's right there now too. You have a Pro Bowl nose tackle in Kenny Clark that can push the pocket when he's healthy. Has finished as strong as any nose tackle in the National Football League the last few years, but trying to pull that across an entire season, right? Jair Alexander, an all-pro at 23 years old. Uh, the sec defensive secondary. There is talent everywhere, Mike, and at certain points, 
when you have that much talent, there's going to be the expectations. The expectations to be a defense that dictates games, that takes the ball away. This is a great first test because it's a high-risk, high-reward matchup. Winston can throw the ball as well as anybody in this league, and he can easily put up 400 yards against your defense if you're not paying attention. Yep. But he also can give you some opportunities. When those opportunities present themselves, because it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to be every play, but there's going to be a few moments where whether it's the safeties, the corners, they're going to have a chance to make a play on the ball. It's about making sure that they can execute in those moments. And I think when you go back, bring it back to Joe Barry, the structure of the defense allows guys to be able to do that without forcing them to take chances. Yeah. Well, phase number three, of course, is special teams, and this is a, uh, a starting over process in a lot of respects for the Packers. You have a new coordinator on special teams in Maurice Drayton, a new punter in Corey Bajorquez. Obviously, your old standby at kicker, uh, Mason Crosby, still going strong. New returners, like we talked yeah. about previously with Amari Rogers, Kylan Hill, two rookie draft picks in that phase. Tell me just your initial thoughts. What are you looking for from the Packers special teams in this in this debut of uh, of that phase of the game? It's it's hilarious, right? Because you have all these different things you can talk about. And the thing I'm most interested in seeing is the coverage units and just seeing how they handle things. Because yeah, there were some breakdowns, and I know that's an easy bone for people to kind of pick because it's preseason and you're just watching and you're trying to find things to to you know look at and diagnose. But a lot of those guys, Mike, let's be honest, they aren't here anymore yeah. or they're on the practice squad right. at this point. You do have Oren Burks. You have Ty Summers. You have Henry Black. Malik Taylor's back. They have a core there that has been around for some time now. That core needs to help galvanize that entire unit. You can't have the breakdowns anymore. Your punts need to be where they need to be placed. And if it isn't, you need to have people that are stepping up to make those plays. That's the big key for this one because, Mike, this is a, this is a Saints team that's not going to give you much room for error with Deontay Harris back there. He's going to hurt you if you give him an opportunity, opportunity to. Yeah. What you just said with regard to uh, the directional um, element of things, I, that's, what, that's one area where with the new punter I'm curious to see how that goes because the, the Packers aren't just going to let Bohorquez stand back there and swing away. I mean, you know, the guy could drill it 65, 70 yards probably every time, but you do that, that gives a guy like Harris that head start because, oh, because the, coverage. The, coverage, the coverage can't get down there to, uh, to, to close off those gaps. So um, the directional punting and all of that, how that goes with, uh, with a new guy in the mix here, I think is, is something to watch. And then obviously on kickoffs, you hope, you know, when it's when it's 80 plus degrees, it's I guess it's supposed to be mid 80s on Sunday in Jacksonville. You hope, you know, Mason Crosby can, uh, you know, can just give the kickoff coverage unit, you know, some time off. I mean, just just boot the ball, take the touchbacks and and uh, and focus on some of those other areas. Yeah. And at 37, you know, he still seems to be really strong in that phase of the game. It's not like the, the Adam Benatari thing where you need to start having a punter that can handle that. I mean, Crosby's solid. Yeah. And he, they were really careful with how they used his leg. Obviously, they liked J.J. Molson. They kept him around the practice squad. They were careful with how much he was kicking off during the, the preseason. So I, I think he's going to be fresh. If you look historically, Mason's been a really strong kickoff uh, guy at the beginning of the season, so I don't expect any hiccups there. And just to, to make this point too, Mike, with when you look at Bjorkas, this is an interesting spot because 
the guy's coming off like a picture perfect preseason. I understand Denver and Mile High and everything like that and the air, you know, the air whatnot. But two punts at the one yard line that he was able to get out of bounds, ending the preseason with almost a 52 net average. In my opinion, you should end up seeing the best Corey Bjorquez that you're going to see. This is yeah. a guy that competed all summer with Johnny Hecker for that job with the Rams. Uh, again, special teams aren't going to be anybody that you're not going to be, you know, getting the microwave popcorn ready to watch special teams usually. But I really feel like this is a new day for them and, and seeing how these pieces fit. And if they can turn that page, just one solid performance, one good day on coverage units could go a long way for building and kind of making a, a different taste in this team's mouth going into the season. Yeah. Well, we'll close on this. The statistic you want to see, aside from the numbers on the scoreboard, that will tell you the Packers are winning this game. Devontae Adams having you know probably 100 yards and a touchdown because that means he got to Marshawn Lattimore. Or the Packers found opportunities to, to get him open and get the, oper- the offense moving. Uh, you know, Devontae is at the peak of his powers right now. I wrote about it this week. A lot of people have talked about it. 28 years old. He's in a contract year. Obviously, that was one of the other subtle headlines of this offseason. If he's able, this is a great test for him against Lattimore. But that cornerback room kind of is Lattimore right now. Yeah. So seeing how the Packers stress him and if they can still find ways to scheme Adams open and Adams can work himself open, that's a great indicator if Green Bay is going to have success in this game. I say it's plus two in turnovers. And I know turnovers are always a big one. You can always point to it. But the fact that the Packers, as I said, led the league in fewest giveaways last year. Now you're facing a quarterback like Winston. And last year's game down in New Orleans hinged on Zadarius Smith forcing that fumble from Taysom Hill. That's what changed that game in the fourth quarter, and the Packers were able to come out on top. I say plus two on Sunday in turnovers, and the Packers get the victory. It's fun. It's fun that we're back at this moment. I say this to you every year, Mike. It's incredible how quickly the offseason goes and how much we're back just focused on football again. And for Green Bay, uh, this is the beginning of a gauntlet, and it's going to be a 12-league gauntlet to get to that bye. But my goodness. I mean, you listen to the guys talk. You listen to Aaron Rodgers, you know, speaking about the focus of that locker room, the feel of this team right now. Devontae Adams saying it's the hungriest team that he's been around so far. They know what's at stake this season, and it starts Sunday against the Saints. Absolutely. With that, we'll call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team and of Sunday's big season opener against New Orleans. We'll have it all for you on Packers.com. For Wes, I'm Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We will see you next time.